Uh, did you watch the Golden Globes, Chris? They were on. I did watch the Golden Good Globes. For you. My wife's a big fan of the award shows, and I, I watch it for so our listeners don't have to. You know what? It's nice to watch. I, I'm sad that I missed it. I mean, I've seen the highlights, but mm-hmm. I forgot about it because I like to watch that one because they're drinking expensive champagne at the table, and so you never be, know what's going to happen on stage. It should be more fun, and it should be funny, Yeah. except it wasn't. It, it was it was kind of dull. Like, you know, it was funny when Amy Poehler and uh, Tina Fey were doing the host job. Mm-hmm. It was funny when Ricky Gervais were d- doing it. Jimmy Fallon is a good host for that kind of show, but somewhat forgettable. Well, we'll get to him in a second because one of the most memorable moments no one's talking about. They're all talking about Meryl Streep today. And ah, one she's of the, such a phony baloney. <laughs> and one of the funniest things uh, that happened last night did not involve Meryl Streep, uh, and it's not being talked about. It was with Kristen Wiig and Steve Carell. They went up to hand out the award for Best Animated Feature, and here's how they started that off. Do you remember the first time you saw an animated movie? I do, actually, very well. Um, it's kind of a big deal. I was six years old, and my dad took me to see Fantasia. It was astounding. The music, the spectacle of the whole thing, it was kind of a, a life-changing experience. Yeah, it's a classic. And as we were leaving the theater, there, standing in the lobby, was my mom. And that was the moment she told my dad that she wanted a divorce. (laughs) I never saw my father again after that day. Fantasia day. (laughs) What about you? What was the first animated film you saw? Uh, Bambi. Um, March 14th, 1981. It was the same day we had to put our dogs down. Three of them. Little Jack, Janet, and Chrissy. I love that. My grandpa thought it would be fun to go to the movie, you know, take our minds off of it, but then, um, you know... Bambi's mom. And also, that was the last day I saw my grandpa. He disappeared. He disappeared. And I didn't speak for two years. Kristen Wiig and Steve Carell. Uh, Chris, if you had a crystal ball, you said it best. They'll probably be hosting I hope they the host it next year. I really do hope they host the next Golden Globes because, uh, honestly, they, you need some levity and you need to have a little bit of fun. And it just can't be just like funny songs and well, stuff like that. Well, Fallon tried last night. Mm-hmm. And uh, you said something about the fact that he wasn't before the show. Yeah, there were it, people calling for a boycott. It's funny. I, I was reading uh, a lot of uh, liberal blogs calling for Not people. liberal. Liberal blogs. The, the old liberals yeah. were uh, people were writing that you know Jimmy Fallon is a Trump enabler, and because he uh, allowed Trump to come onto his show and didn't ask him any tough questions, then he and everything he touches should be boycotted uh, in the name of saving the world from the president elect. And um, then this happened. Here it is. This is the Golden Globes. One of the few places left where America still honors the popular vote. Uh, but-
Yeah, he also that wasn't the only and, joke he made. And now Republican blogs today, our conservative blogs are all upset that uh, it only took him thirty seconds into the into the bit Off to the start hop. making fun of Trump. Yeah, he also said something. He compared Trump to uh, Joffrey. King Joffrey from Game of Thrones. Yeah, that's true. Uh, which I think was an even funnier line. And he uh, he apparently had some problems with the teleprompter uh, before at the very beginning of the show. And so he then uh, referenced Mariah Carey's flub on New Year's Eve. Do you know how long that, that debacle went uh, in New Year's Eve with Mariah Carey and no sound? That went for six minutes. What a train wreck. Oh, a massive train wreck. And go figure, she doesn't want the train to stop anytime soon. So Mariah Carey last night, uh, not that you're following this, and that's our job to bring it to you, uh, because who has time to follow Mariah Carey online? She basically posted an audio recording of herself addressing what went wrong in her own words. Have a listen. It's a shame that we were put into the hands of a production team with technical issues who chose to capitalize on circumstances beyond our control. It's not practical for a singer to sing live and be able to hear themselves properly in the middle of Times Square with all the noise, the freezing cold, the smoke from the smoke machines. I know I hate it when the smoke gets in my ears and I can't hear anything. I can't hear you over all that I can't smoke. hear for the smoke. Uh, of course, she is saying that Dick Clark's New Year's Rockin' Eve, Dick Clark's production, tried to uh, sabotage her. They foiled me. Foiled. Thus, it turned into an opportunity to humiliate me and all those who were excited to ring in the new year with me. Eventually, I will explain this in greater detail for anyone who cares to hear. I cannot deny that my feelings are hurt, but I'm working through this, and I'm truly grateful for my fans and my true friends mm-hmm. who have been so supportive in this time. Yeah. Well, you know, she's got a tour coming up, right? <laughs> You also pointed out earlier to me off the air she has a reality show. She has well. a reality show which no one knows about, which is probably going to be uh, more watched now that she's had this debacle. Yep, so maybe they did her a favor. Um, Starbucks is going to end their beer and wine sales at hundreds of U.S. outlets. Uh, they've been calling it their evening program, and they'll stop selling the uh, wine and beer as of January 10th in the U.S., but not here. Holy, this is a first. We are going to continue to sell booze at three Starbucks locations in Toronto. Wow. And at a new outlet in Ottawa's Byward Market. They actually plan to expand it to other locations in the future. And this is from the folks at Starbucks Canada. And apparently Starbucks says that, you know, it it will integrate beer and wine into its higher-end retail formats. I'm really surprised that we would be holding on to that. I know, because we're way cooler. Uh, (laughs) Speaking of being cool, uh, this No Pants Subway, the annual No Pants Subway ride, it's a tradition globally. I think it started in New York City. You may have seen some pantsless people on the Toronto uh, subway yesterday on the TTC. And you probably thought, well, it's just another day in the TTC. But uh, this is a tradition. How drunk do you have to be if you're going to drop your kit on the subway? Really? Even if you know you're with, you know, the company of friends, I I, I couldn't do it. Exhibitionists. Not going to happen. Why would I give away the milk? Do you know what I'm saying? Right? I mean, there's a lot of creepy people looking looking at you on the subway, and you're just going to walk around. I bet a lot of people are just ri- riding the subway for an excuse to get an eye full of no pants. 